What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. They can help you find work in any industry with just one interview at Express. You have a connection to endless jobs, whether you want a contract job, a new full-time role, or a summer job. Choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has more than 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit expresspros.com today to find a location near you. Get ready to simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Plus, with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices, you can keep everyone entertained while on the road work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience for yourself and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicles and operation compatible device and vehicle require. Hey there, mamas. Everyone knows how it goes. You're giving it your all to breastfeed or pump for your little one. But there are times when you might need a little extra help. That's where traditional medicinals Mother's Milk comes in. Mother's Milk is an organic herbal tea blend designed to support healthy lactation for breastfeeding and pumping moms. Plus, it's caffeine-free. Learn more about Mother's Milk at traditionalmedicinals.com forward slash Mother's Milk. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Summer is almost here, and I'm so excited to go on vacation with my kids next month. We love going anywhere warm with a beach. I always make packing harder than it needs to be, but this year I'm doing all of my summer shopping at Macy's. I can find everything I need from bathing suits, sandals, summer dresses, shorts, even towels and sunscreen at Macy's. Whether you're packing for a destination vacation or planning a backyard staycation, Macy's has what you need. You can shop top brands like Levi's, Dolce Vita, Lacoste, and more. Shop at Macy's.com slash own your style. Wind Down with Janet Kramer and Michael Cawson, an iHeartRadio podcast. What's up, gang? <laughs> Happy Monday. Happy Monday to everybody. <laughs> Got Easton and Mark in the studio with their hey, Lysol hi. can. Hi. <laughs> popping, popping Lysol bottles up in there. Hand sanitizer, Clorox wipes. We got it everywhere. Stock We're covered. just going up. We were just talking <laughs> off air. We're comparing the people at Lysol. Like they're partying like it's Wolf of Wall Street over there. Just those guys going nuts. Because everybody's so serious, they're so nervous, they're so anxious about this whole thing. But the people who make hand sanitizer must be having a party right now. <laughs> Bonuses for everybody. Oh yeah, everybody gets some. Oh yeah. I honestly, though, I was talking to my trainer, and her husband trains a um, a doctor at Vanderbilt, and he was saying like his wife had it, but she was totally fine. And then you know, people don't even realize they have it, but they do have it, and but it it it's fine. But then I think what worries me is just the older people for sure. But but then I saw one this morning, a guy who's 48 years old and nearly died. He said he was like, he was inches from death and I'm what? 48 years old. So I guess you just don't know how it's going to hit you. Is that how it is? Was, how do, did you know him? How do you know? No, no. I saw some, something on social media just popped up about, they did an interview with him. Oh, that's mm. so scary. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. It's just, yeah, I guess it just depends. Like, but, um, well, when everyone's listening to this, we're not there right now, but we'll be in Canada <laughs> when this comes out. Oh, yeah. um, next week so um yeah, but i'm not like i'm not too worried about it and i do wet wipe the seats with you know when we did our wind down tour we were wet wiping everything and which by the way easton our the dates got moved 
Did you hear? You know, I, I saw that. I saw that and I, with a, a single tear rolled down my cheek <laughs> and then I changed my calendar and my phone. Okay, great. The dates for California and Sacramento are, are being moved to May. So May 30th and 31st. Yeah. So hopefully people can still. No, that's not. Are that, is that the day? Yeah. Mm-hmm. May 30th in Los Angeles, Saturday and May 31st, Sunday with uh, at Sacramento just have to double check because you just never know you know and we're hoping everything's going to be better by then is that the idea we're just going to keep going well it got canceled because i'm i'm doing a movie up in canada so that's why it got rescheduled Mm -hmm. but yeah i mean hopefully i mean are people canceling things oh so much i mean i heard stagecoach is maybe going to get rescheduled that's done. Yeah. That's going to October. Coachella's going to October. Well, at least it's now- getting moved. Like I don't, because that's that. I feel sad for people's, you know, everyone's jobs and everyone happening. But at least those things are getting moved. Sporting events might be being played with like no fans, like March Madness, like uh, college basketball. Same with ACMs. They might have no audience. That just but kills like, the energy. Yeah, I just wish they would do this for the flu, though. I really do. We'd be having it all mean? the time. <laughs> Well, just I feel like, like every fall. Yeah, every every October to January, everything it should just be dark, <laughs> dark season. Everyone off the grid. Before yeah, it. just off the grid zombie land like the apocalypse. You no can do more summer you break. Want. It's flu break. Now, what's that uh, movie? Not opposed. Um, where they go around, they have like twelve hours, dawn to dusk, where they can just like go around and it's like yakking people off. What's that uh, movie? The Purge. The Purge. The purge. <laughs> yeah. just, so we go we from coronavirus purge. to the Purge. We should just purge from <laughs> you October say yakking to people off? yakking. <laughs> what does that mean? It's a new uh, word. It's my new word. You know me. I like to come up with new words and piss Mike off. <laughs> yakking. It's like jacking, I lo- but I love it. Yakking them. <laughs> Yak them off. <laughs> oh, it's funny. Yeah. How you feeling? Are you? Uh, I'm tired from that tour. I'm tired. Yeah. But I'm I'm good. I'm just getting ready for the movie and just there's just a lot to do before we leave but it's good i have about 173 pages to memorize <laughs> oh wow yeah, i know can you tell us anything about the movie well it's <gasps> filming at the ice hotel in quebec city that's so cool so cool so made out cool. of ice and um you know it's the typical girl meets boy boy falls in love with girl maybe girl might fall in love with boy i don't know <laughs> We'll see. Love but, um, scenes? I mean, like a, not really. <laughs> but maybe a, <laughs> you know maybe a kiss or two. Mark, two? Well, <laughs> Hallmark, easy. This is a PG audience. But um, the one of the producers emailed me today and she's like, hey, how are you with um, country or how are you with um, skiing? And I was like, she's like, zero to 10 and I was like 10 just because I'm like want to be excited and you know I because I am excited skiing but or ice never skiing? skied but I said 10 <laughs> oh really yep. oh. but then I looked back <laughs> at the email and she meant cross-country skiing and I'm like that's just like walking right so I'm I said I'm saying I'm still a 10 and I'm not going to go back on it but I did respond and I was like but if there's a ski lift I'm negative 100 so <laughs> if we could just confirm there's no heights the ski lifts are a challenge the worst the whole timing element yeah. I mean, that's what I, I had a massive panic attack when I was filming an episode of One Tree Hill on a ski lift. It was awful. It's awful. harder on a snowboard. Really? Yes, because you have only one foot in mm-hmm. and you have to get off and just put your other foot on the board. I oh, took sure. I, last yeah. time we went like a couple years ago for my birthday in Park City. I took some guy out <laughs> getting off the ski lift. <laughs> some random guy that had to be sitting next to me. I felt so bad. 
That's hilarious. Everybody exaggerates on their resumes. You know, everyone always says they're better at things than they are. They speak more languages than they do. They hire GPA. It's Mm -hmm. funny to know that still, even at your situation, you've already booked the gig and you're Mm -hmm. still lying about your personal skills. I know. Is that something, isn't it? Because I I just think I want to just be so like gung-ho and like, yeah, I'm so excited. And (laughs) like, I'm a 10 skier. And then I'm like, I am not. I've never skied before. <laughs> here, here, I'm screwed. Here's the thing with that, though. I'll actually back up Jan on this because when it comes to something like athletic athletic or just really anything, Jana's one of those people. Like, you know, we all know that guy that he's just good at everything, right? He's mm-hmm. just You give him a baseball and he's throwing strikes. You give him basketball, he's hitting three-pointers like for the first time ever. Jana's like the same way. If it's like, hey, we're going to do this. Did you see me snowboard about a year and a half ago? But that, you're also pregnant, so you're just kind of like standing on a board. Wait, we just clarified that I wasn't pregnant snowboarding. I was like, <laughs> I was I was two days pregnant. Sorry, okay? that was when we had a miscarriage. <laughs> yeah. Not because of snowboarding. Not because of snowboarding, <laughs> but it was because of the IVSC. That's why I was like, yeah. let's clarify that. But I was technically pregnant like by two days, but then we lost the embryo. Right. So, yeah. But you, so you didn't, you didn't really go after it. You didn't, didn't really, really try. So yeah. I'm just, I have so much confidence me. in you doing something athletically that I'm like, yeah, probably by the end of this movie, she will be a 10 at cross country skiing. But I mean, isn't cross country skiing just like walking? Like I did it when I was, I think seven. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think you'll be okay. But had you said eight, I don't think that would have been a big lie necessarily. <laughs> and they maybe would have had somebody there to kind of make sure you understand how to get your boots Con- into the y'all, skis. Y'all know Jana be better part. than this. Y'all know Jana be is all or nothing. Cross country skiing the next <laughs> few days. But no, it is a very interesting point though. Like why didn't I be more honest about my skill level? Instead yeah, of just going, I'm a 10. Did she ask it your skill level? No, I will Or did she it. ask, how do you feel about? Hold on a second. This is, I'm going to read it to you exactly what she said. One second, let me get my password in. Three, one, one. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) She goes, okay, so she says, okay, um, skiing. She says, good afternoon. Um, Reaching out to find out on a scale of one to ten how comfortable you are with cross-country skiing. Yeah, comfort. She didn't ask your skill level. If so, are you comfortable with skiing up a slight incline? And I was like, ten. (laughs) Bring it. Yeah, Yeah, I think you're okay there. Yeah, she'll be all right. We'll see. Now I have a new question. Answer. That's an iPhone? Yes. Why don't you use facial recognition? I do, but it, my face has the headphones on and I don't think it. Oh, saw okay. Me. All right. Mm. All right. <laughs> Just curious. But thanks, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Why aren't you doing this, Dad? <laughs> triggers, triggers, triggers. <laughs> well, because we were. A couple of weeks ago, we realized Seacrest doesn't use the face thing. Really? Well, we there's like, only one Seacrest faced. Like, well, he was like, oh, I don't want to do that stuff. Like, it seems like he's paranoid that the camera's watching him or something. I think some people are like that. It's always watching. A man who's filmed all day long. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, of all people. <laughs> uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for Canada. Uh, yeah, I, I, so I was wondering, how are you? Are you pumped? I am actually really pumped. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to... Mike had no desire to come to New Iberia. But when I said we're going to Quebec City, he's like, we're calm. we'll come the whole time. I was like, let's do it. So, yeah, he I'm finds p- out that there's a, a ski lift place. Like 20 minutes away. Yeah. Um, no, I am excited because I'm really pumped just to get the kids out and take them somewhere. We haven't really taken them anywhere this year. Mm-hmm. You know, just to get them out and get them in the snow and have some fun. Um 
I got the cutest snow pants for Jolie and Jay, so I'm so yeah. pumped. So I, I just think it's gonna be cool. You know, we're snow gonna, is so magical for kids. It is, and I I think that's why I'm so excited because I'm still a big kid. So I'm just like snow, mm-hmm. <laughs> snow, snow, <laughs> mom, it's snowing. <laughs> so, uh, so I'm pumped. Fun. Yeah. Um, well, I am excited because we have Jancy Dunn um, on the show today. Uh, her book, perfect timing. The title just honestly makes me just happy inside. It's called How Not to Hate Your Husband After Kids. So, <laughs> Mark. So we're going to get her on the phone, but first, let's take a break. Let's do it. It's Giannina from Love in Sight, a new iHeartRadio podcast all about the TV show Love is Blind. Are you addicted to Love is Blind? We are here to satisfy all your love is blind cravings and if you haven't watched yet join us everywhere you listen to podcasts for everything you need to know do you want to find out how damien and i got back together yep i'm the girl that got left at the altar the love is blind cast will join us telling us things they have never revealed and you get all the behind the scenes all the details all the never seen footage and the ultimate question can an experiment like this actually work is love truly blind and iHeartRadio is bringing you every little nugget, Love Insight, available now everywhere you listen to podcasts. Hey there. Did you know that May is Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is celebrating by highlighting some cool AAPI-owned brands like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Maeve. I mean, I love that a big brand like Macy's is supporting Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. It's important. But you know what? The best reason to check out these brands is that they're just really awesome. Seriously, you need to check them out. And you know what else? You have a great opportunity to open up access to college for AAPI students and help them succeed by donating to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. You can donate online or just round up your purchase at Macy's when you check out. So do what you can to help. Join Macy's and round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA scholars. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. So I've recently got some boots in the mail that I had to try because I'm a boot girl. I love boots, but wow, I'm never going back to Kova's, you guys. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots. And Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. Tacova's has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, their direct-to-consumer pricing keeps value on your feet and money in your pocket. Stop by our local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores have leather and custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's Tacovas, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and find your new favorite pair of boots. You wake up with a sore throat and a low-grade fever. You know you're getting sick. Your choices are, well, get sicker and miss work 
hope to see a doctor this week or sit hours in a crowded urgent care waiting room. Nope, not me. I have a smarter option because listen, as a mom, we cannot afford to get sick. So therefore moms, I got something for you. My medical emergency kit. When you get your own medical emergency kit, you just match your symptoms to the doctor recommended prescription in your kit. No waiting to see the doctor. You get well faster. This is not a first aid kit. It's like having an urgent care in your home. It includes doctor prescribed meds to treat over 39 medical issues like COVID, strep throat, pneumonia, all kinds of infections, including UTIs and many more. Plus a doctor's guide. So you'll know exactly which med to take and how. As a working mom of three, like I said, I cannot afford to get sick and I definitely don't have hours to spend in the urgent care waiting room. My medical emergency kit brings me peace of mind. It makes me feel so much better knowing I can be prepared for whatever might come up. And also with a young little baby, I gotta stay healthy. I recently used the anti-nausea medication included in the kit. I was shocked by how much better I felt after taking it. The instructions in the kit are super clear and easy to understand. And I'm so glad I have my medical emergency kit on hand. Every home should have at least one medical emergency kit. Order yours online in minutes. Your kit will be rushed to your door. Get 15% off at twc.health slash Jana and use promo code Jana. That's promo code Jana at twc.health slash Jana. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job, not a website, but a person in your community that would help you for free? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to expresspros.com to find the office near you or download the Express Jobs app to get started. With a wide range of opportunities in a variety of industries, from welding to sales, forklift operator to customer service, the team at Express is ready to help you or someone you know take the next career step. Whether you're looking for a contract job for the summer or a new full-time role, turn to Express Employment. Interviewing with Express Employment professionals can be as easy as a phone call, and one application with Express puts you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Don't go in your job search alone. Visit expresspros.com today. Hi. Hi, Jancy. It's Mike and Jana. Hey. Hello. I've listened to every single episode, so I'm a super fan. I hope I won't creep both of you out. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I love it. Um, and Thank I you. love How to Not Hate Your Husband After Kids. Um, I love <laughs> that you wrote that book. That is so awesome. Um, how, how old are your kids? Okay. I just, I just have the one. I mean, I didn't even have two like you guys. I, it was just one and she's now 10. Okay. And I wrote, I wrote the book for the same reason that you all talk about what can be painful subjects on the podcast, because there's so much shame around fighting when you first have a baby. I felt like no one did it. And and now I know like everyone does it. Yeah, it's so funny because I was just talking to a friend the other day and she was, <laughs> I, I'm not going to name her name, but she was like, you know, our, it's crazy. Their baby is uh, like five months old and she's like, I really don't like my husband. And I was like, girl, it's just a thing when, after you have kids. It's really hard. But you guys just have to really work on your communication. And but she's like, but I didn't know it was going to be like that. And I'm like, yeah, I feel like people should have a, like a pamphlet on how to not hate your kids, how to not hate your husband after kids. And just exactly why you wrote your book, because people don't really talk about it. 
No, no. And and I had friends after I wrote the book who said, oh, yeah, I didn't talk to John for two years after the twins were born. Mm-hmm. I was like, why, why didn't you say anything to me? I mean, you know, it's this, it's this thing where when you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend, you kind of talk about them maybe with your friends a little bit, but it's a little different when you're married. And I felt like I couldn't talk about it with my mother who has a really long memory and would, would remember 20 years from now anything that I told her or so. And I just felt, and I also felt embarrassed. I thought, you know, we would get in these fights, and our pattern, um, this may sound familiar to a lot of people, is, is called pursuer distancer, where I would yell, and he would retreat. And the more I would yell, the more he would sort of, like, turn gray and crumple into a little ball. Mm-hmm. And so, so, and I would be like, can you hear me now? And I would, I would swear. I'm from New Jersey. I'm very creative with my variations of, you know, <laughs> dick dick. Dick yeah. head, dick bag. Right. And so what my daughter saw, I mean, you all, I know on another um, wind down, you were talking about being worried about, you know, oh, how much is my daughter seen in the early days and is it going to impact her later? Is Jolie going to be, you know, will, will this show up later? I'm sure you've heard from many parents that have said, oh, they don't remember anything, you know, before the age of four, including the expensive Disney vacation we took them to. But, like, <laughs> with with us, I started noticing Sylvie, my daughter, started changing her personality at around age four. Like, you're mm. already through a lot of that stuff, but with us, it was really reaching a crescendo. And So what were you I seeing? Because Jolie is four now. She just turned yeah, four. like, she just turned four, mm-hmm. right. So she's... And you, you have learned how to disagree in, like, a healthy way. And we were, in the meantime, our daughter was four. And what, what started happening is you're like, are you going to get a question in at any point? I'm sorry, I'm, like, talking, but this is a subject I love talking about. We noticed that her personality was changing. And she was this bubbly, happy, happy girl. And she started getting kind of quiet. And she started getting a little watchful. And then, because I was the one yelling, even though... Tom admits now, that's my husband, he, he, he was, the problem with us when, when we had the baby is that he, he was this evolved guy and he was like, oh, I'm going to help out. He didn't. We, we fell back into these really old patterns where he didn't do much. Like, my life changed a lot and I did most of the housework and the child care and his didn't change that much. Not only that, he took up long distance cycling the week our baby was born and training for the New York Marathon. Perfect timing. So, <laughs> was, yeah. He was literally like running away and cycling away from us, and so there was just tension. And anyway, when when I would get upset that he was like not doing anything and I was doing most of the stuff, what our daughter saw was not like gender inequality. She's not some feminist scholar. She saw me yelling and him mm-hmm. like shrinking, and so she would jump in front of him and say, "Don't yell at Daddy!" And I mm-hmm. thought, "Oh crap!" and so that's a dynamic she saw, and we that's what prompted me to sort of do this and to write the book and to go through intense therapy. We do intensives, too, is because I thought, oh, I'm changing my daughter's personality. And it makes me sort of sad now because I think, like, gee, I wasn't even concerned that our marriage was falling into the toilet. It was more about, oh, we're ruining our kid. But, look, whatever gets you there, you know, it, we, we, we took steps to improve after that and how to fight fair. So how do you not hate your husband after kids? Like what are like what are some like please give me something tangible to hold on to. <laughs> okay. What I okay, fighting in a healthy way, number one. And you know, just one more thing about if if your children 
you know, see you disagree in a healthy way. As you've mentioned, both of you have mentioned on the podcast, like it is a good thing. And I just wanted to tell you before I go on that there was this great research at the University of West Virginia that I think about a lot. And they observed 13-year-olds, a bunch of them, who um, were watching their parents fight in both healthy and unhealthy ways. 13, man, that's where all my issues come from. Yeah, like, and, and then they went back, and it was 157 teenagers. When they were 16, they found that those kids were 40% more likely, the ones that saw their parents disagree in a healthy way, 40% more likely to stand up to peer pressure when offered alcohol or drugs. Wow. So I think about that all the time. I'm like, okay, now that we're disagreeing in mostly a healthy way, this is good modeling, behavioral modeling for her to follow. Like, so, so that makes me feel a little bit better. Like if, if, you know, then it isn't scary. Like in my family, it was like simmering tension and then explosions. Well, that's not a healthy way to disagree, you know? And so she sees us, we use the same therapy language that you guys use. Don't say no, say yes. And, you know, talk about your feelings. (laughs) So the best ways that I have found to not have that um, hatred. And I really should have called the book How, How to Love Your Husband After Kids, but it wouldn't have sold as well. It wouldn't no. Have. no, no, not no, at no, all. No. <laughs> We'd be like, That's way too nice. Well, because it's like, ah, I, don't, I don't have time to love him right now. No. <laughs> so one is don't expect him to read your mind. And this was my classic thing that I did. I really was doing that thing that Brene Brown calls this, the story I'm making up, which is, I would make up a story for him like, ha-ha, I'm sitting on the couch while my wife's doing all the work. Whee! You know, mm-hmm. he wasn't gloating. He just didn't know. And I would do the thing where I would hate prepare dinner and bang pots, pots around. And it was like, what? just tell him how you feel. Tell him what you need. And so one thing is just don't expect him to read your mind. And number two is fight fairly, use I. Describe the problem and not the person. Not you're sitting on the couch, but... I need some help, or there's there's crap on the floor. Can you pick it up? Describe the situation. I know you know all of this, and also describe how you feel because I have found someone can't argue with how you feel. If you say, I feel depressed that you forgot to pick up diapers, well, they can't argue with that. You feel depressed. It's, right. it's kind of concrete. You know, and so that sort of heads off that, like, next argument. And another thing is paraphrasing, and that I learned from, I, I interviewed a couple of FBI crisis negotiators because <laughs> I thought they would know how to calm someone down in three minutes, mm-hmm. which they do. So my friend Gary, who used to run the crisis negotiation unit of the FBI for 30 years, he said that everyone just wants to be heard, whether it's someone that's like holding up a bank or a prison riot, which he had to put down. He said people want to be heard. So you paraphrase what they're trying to say to you. I hear you guys do it all the time on the podcast. It's like you repeat back what the person is saying in your own words. Because if I felt like Tom, my husband, was hearing me, it immediately calmed me down. Like it, it, it really did. And, and so that helps. And also saying thank you. There's this research from the University of Georgia that that's one of those habits that predict whether someone will stay married for a, a really long time is just saying thank you to each other. And it can be annoying when you're kind of in it and you're fighting or squabbling. You don't really necessarily want to say like, oh, you know, thank you for um, picking up the kid after school. But it, those little thank yous make a huge difference. I mean, 
I could go on and on. I, I learned so much that I put into practice every day because it is something you have to practice, isn't it? Um, oh, yeah. Another one that, that someone told me is a phrase that I use a lot is, what does it cost you? And that is, <laughs> Tom would do this thing where he would come home from a soccer game on the weekend and then he would take a shower for 20 minutes. And for some reason, that shower annoyed the crap out of me. I would be like... You know what I mean? I take a military shower for 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. What are you doing in there? Why? But then I thought like. But we're not okay, giving ourselves that time. That's what I've realized too, yeah. though. It's like, you know what? Why can't I take a long shower? Jenna, that's exactly right. Like you default to mm-hmm. resentment. Yep. But you could take a long shower too. Yeah. And that's, like, and that's something Mikey is saying to me. I'd be like, well I, well, I can't because I have to do this and then the kids and whatever. He's like. That's on you. That's on you. And I'm like, you know what? I was like, crap, it is on me. So now I take really long showers because he takes really long poops. And I don't resent his poops anymore because I'm taking a really long shower. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And it's okay. And the more you do that, the better. And like even, you know, and I would I would ask myself, what does it cost me? Like here, I'm, I'm, I'm baking. I love to bake. My child is fine. She's playing with Legos or whatever. It's not costing me anything. I'm just annoyed. Right. You know, so I had to, I have to ask myself all the time, and you're so right about the resentment. Like, is it because you're jealous that you, you're not giving yourself permission to do that too? Like, I would do this thing where he would go out for a run or whatever, and I would think, oh, yeah, nice. And I thought, I could go out for a run. I just choose not to. He's okay with the kid. He's not going to kill the kid. Right. It's okay. And but we Instead put so of, much pressure on ourselves, though. So that's the same thing where it's like I get resentment. I'm like, man, I'm resentful that you can sit there and have a 20-minute poop because I'm like, do you not think about what maybe Joel and Jason's right now or what we have to do or the next step or maybe folding, you know, forwarding the laundry? Or it's like so then I get resentful that maybe he's not thinking about those things, but it's maybe not. And he might not be thinking about those things, but that's okay. That's not how his brain works, but it's how my brain works. And so it's like, but do I really want him to think the things that I think? No, because then it would just be, you know, super chaotic we yeah we have a similar dynamic in that i cannot i have a, a hard time with downtime and yes. i feel like i need to be doing <laughs> like you i need to be jana i need to do something productive every second of the day mm-hmm. which is also it's called time contamination and it pertains to women only where you get a spare 20 minutes and instead of like sitting down with a cup of tea or doing anything that's a little self-care you're like got to go buy, you know, sports equipment for the kids or got to go pick up something in the grocery store. Like you can't. It gives me anxiety. It gives me anxiety witnessing that. And that's my time is lunch has become my favorite meal of the day. He puts on his little, uh, his, 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 his beats headphones. He grabs his thing, brings his iPad. And the, for the longest time, I was so resentful of your lunchtime. Cause I'm I, like, wow, a lunchtime. Wouldn't that just be so great to have? <laughs> It's my s- own time for 35 minutes. I sit in the office. I watch whatever show I'm watching at the moment. And I eat my lunch. And the thing is, is breakfast is chaotic because you got the kids. Dinner's usually chaotic. And I'm usually the one cooking dinner. So we got to feed the kids. I got to cook yeah. dinner and, and everything. So I'm like, lunch is my meal. I was like, this is my 30 to 40 minutes every day. Don't bother me. And now Gianna finally realizes if she comes by the office door like window and sees I have my headphones on, she's like, oh, I'll come back. Yes, I'm finally respecting it. But in the beginning, I had a really hard time because I was like, oh, he just sits down and he doesn't even know like what <laughs> has to happen in the house. And I just spew all this hatred in my head. And then I was then I finally realized it's the same thing with the poop. Like I am entitled to have my long shower and I sit in the shower now and I'm just like, ah, oh, this yeah. is amazing. 
But I, I still mean, don't drink my tea in the morning. 20 minutes Damn. in the shower, yeah, can do a lot. Like, that really is restorative. Even if you grab 10 minutes, like, of just time where you're not, where your mind isn't going, it can really help throughout your day, right? Yeah. Jancy, what do you see? So you mentioned kind of some things about, you know, um, asking for what you need and not allowing, you know, basically telling him that so he doesn't have to read your mind. Is there anything that Tom's doing that he's changed that you've seen that's been helpful for you and y'all's marriage? Um, yes, that's a good question. And, you know, he, he, I, I, there's a couple things. One is that he would just simply ask, need a hand. Like, I wish that we're, we're still at the point where I wish he would, um, just get up and do what needs to be done. Mm-hmm. He's not quite there yet, but he says, if, if I say to you, do you need a hand? You know, tell me what to do and I'll do it. And Does so, that bother you though? Sorry, I just want to interject with that because sometimes that bothers me yeah. that I have to ask. I understand that exactly. it's, again, it's the mind reading thing, but I'm like, why, 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 why do I have to ask you to do something that's right? I want you to want to do the well, dishes. No, but if it's something right in front of your face, <laughs> I just have such a hard time being like, why can't you see that's what I need you to do right now? And I just I have the hardest time with it, and I'm learning <laughs> to be like, yes, I would love for you to help me while I'm carrying ten other things right now to pick up the bag that I'm carrying. Would love that, but it, it's why is that so? But it, I understand it's the mind reading, but I don't understand the man's brain sometimes. You look through a pink lens; we look through a blue lens. We're just different species. Yeah. Is that truly what it is, Mike? Because I, I that's <laughs> we're now picking like, Mike's so brain. Answer. I yeah. think I think it is part of what it is. It's because sometimes those things will be right under my nose and my brain's just not there. Women, like you said, mm-hmm. you guys uh, have that time contam- contamination that you talk about because your brains are just constantly going into doing 10 million things at once. I truly think that mm-hmm. women should be the CEOs and presidents of this world because we'd probably Amen. be a much more efficient uh, government and economy <laughs> if that was the case. So... It's just one of those things where we're just, we're simplistic, generally speaking, where it's, I have one task at hand, I do that task, okay, on to the next one. Well, where scientifically Jana, if she had to go do something in the office, it would take her 20 minutes just to walk 50 feet because she would, everything she would walk by, she would have to be, oh, I gotta do this, oh, I gotta do that, I, I gotta do this, <laughs> on her way to the office to do whatever it is that I said, hey, we gotta meet at the office to do this at this time. And I still wouldn't have peed from that morning, because yeah. I'd have been still holding it. <laughs> What, what helped Tom a lot is when I explained the concept of behavioral modeling. And it's, it's simply that you can say anything you want to kids, uh, but what they, what they act on is what they see you do. So, you, so I was doing a lot of, like, girls rule, you know, all that, like, rhetoric that you do for our daughter. But what she saw was dad sitting on the couch. And so I showed him some research, and I said, this is what is happening right now is she is forming expectations of how her mate is going to treat her when she grows up. Mm. So if you want her to eventually marry some guy who sits on his butt, then keep doing what you're doing. He didn't like that. He did oh, not I, like that. Just putting myself in his shoes, I would have been right up off the couch. Right? Like, like you're already like picturing like putting your hands around the future husband's neck, right? Yeah. And, and so she... That worked for him like nothing else. And again, it was because he's thinking of our child, not like, oh, your wife needs a hand. And again, like, it's kind of sad, but it did work because he was like, every time he jumps up and helps me with the dishes or whatever, you know, 
she sees that and she forms an expectation of what she's going to have later. Mm. That was that was life changing for both of us. So he and and it was almost like he was acting in a bad community theater play at first. Like, honey, do you need? You, can I cook a little dinner with you? You know, but it, but it, it after a while it became natural. And this is now what she thinks is her new normal. So great, you know. Do you have any regrets at all with anything that you've done parenting-wise that you were like, man, I wish I could go back? Is it the not yet? Is it screaming? Or is it, you know, is there something that's really you kind of think back and you're like, oh, that kind of stings a little? Oh, God, yes. I mean, our fights got intense. And I was so naive at the time. I hadn't done any research and I just didn't know. But, you know, I write for like Oprah Magazine. You'd think I'd know this crap. But I didn't. It was like, <laughs> we're damaging her, and we didn't know. And we would we would do the classic thing. We would sit and watch. We all three would watch um, Curious George. And we would fight over her big toddler head. And I would think, uh, you know, she doesn't know what we're doing. She has no idea. And she did know. And, like, you know, babies' brains, they're measured. Um, I know you had an expert talking about this, but, like, they, they react, too. They have a stress response to the tone of your voice. Because I was thinking – our baby doesn't understand English. You know, we can fight. I can, she doesn't know the word dickhead. And right. she was picking, I see now, I, I am eaten up with regret because that's what we do, right? We feel guilty. And I'm, I'm thinking like, why did we do it? Why didn't I treat him with respect? It's her father. And another thing that I feel guilty about is I was doing the classic thing where if you fought the night before at, at lunch or breakfast the next day, I would be like a little chilly with Tom but super sweet to Sylvie, my daughter. So it would be like, yeah, okay, are you taking her to school or what? Like, what's the deal? And then to her, I would be like, sweetie, do you want some cheerios? Okay. You know, kids are <laughs> stupid. Well, and and I, 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 that, that really bothers me that I did that, you know? But what can you do? What well, here's, can you do? here's the reason, here's why I said that and asked you that is because <laughs> we all wish we could maybe go back. I wish there was plenty of arguments that I wish we could go back and redo and have it in our room and not have the kids witness. But that's just a thing where right. moms we're doing our best and we're learning. And that's like the best, you know, that's the best we can do. So. Yes. And like, and really they don't, if, if you want to, you know, I've quizzed Sylvie. I can remember we got her tickets to the circus in the front row. There was practice. She was practically riding an elephant at the circus. Right. She doesn't remember it at all. And I took it a second mortgage to get those circus tickets. And, like, every time I ask her about stuff like this, I'm like, oh, if you don't remember, like, the circus, then you maybe you don't remember us fighting. And I just try to, like, give myself a break, which that's is another true. thing. You know, like, that, that's another thing that through a lot of therapy, you know, my, I remember one therapist said to me, when you're getting down on yourself, how do you talk to yourself? Like, what do you call yourself? Or what do you say? And it's that self-talk thing. I was, I realized that not only was I not being nice to mom, I wasn't being nice to me. She said, like, well, what do you call yourself? And I, and again, I'm from New Jersey, so I'd say, like, oh, I don't know. I'll say, like, oh, you shouldn't have done that, you you stupid bitch. And she's like, well, <laughs> you call yourself that? Huh? Why would you do that? Why would you do that? And, you know, she even taught me this corny little thing that I do now when I'm feeling anxious. She said, hold your own hand. You know, remind yourself that, that you're on your own side. And, you know, I do that too. I try to not, not, it's hard though, isn't it? I mean, it's hard. Don't, don't you find like both of you, it's just, it's hard not to look back, but, but what can you do? And you do a better job going forward. I, you know, it's like what Oprah says, you know, better, you do better. Now I do know better since I researched all this stuff in the book. Yeah. And so I do better. 
You know? I have a question about another one of your books, uh, Jancy. The one, uh, why is my mother getting a tattoo and other questions I wish I never had to answer. So was that an actual question you had to answer? Mike, listen to this. Yes. We're all at Thanksgiving, and my mother, she's um, Southern. She grew up in Alabama. She was a, a, a beauty queen, mm-hmm. Southern Belle. She was the um, Azalea Trail Maid of Mobile, Alabama. And she, she wears pink cable knit sweaters, and she belongs to the Garden Club, right? So we're all eating, and she says, I have an announcement. I'm going to get a tattoo. She was 68 at the time. So all of us, like, did this thing where the fork is in midair when we're eating. We're like, what did you just say? Right. And, and I worked at Rolling Stone for many years. I don't have a tattoo. And, and so she said, I want a raven on my wrist. She went and got, I mean, I supervised it because I'm like, oh, well, I'll write about this if nothing else. You know, right. my dad was horrified. And we went to a big tattoo parlor and we got, she got a big black tattoo of a raven. It's maybe like three inches. And I said, why a raven? And she's like, I just like ravens. I'm not, it's not about Edgar Allan Poe. I just like ravens. I was like, all right. So now, you know, she's almost 78 and she loves going to like Target and like reaching out with the credit card so that people can see that big black raven poking out of her pink cable knit sweater. I love so she it. has this like rocking streak that I never knew about. I, it's still weird to me out a little bit, but um, but yeah, you never know what people are going to do, right? Yeah, and it's I'm interested. I was wondering, you know, where that story was personal for you because I mean that's something Jana and I are going to have to talk about with our kids. And it's interesting because we both have a lot of tattoos. I mean, I have a full sleeve that I've been working on. And so I know that it's inevitable. The kids are already noticing them. But I already feel myself not being a hypocrite, really. But So I have a brother that's 14 years younger than me. And same parents, everything. He was just a nice little surprise in addition to the family. He's a freshman in college right now. He got his first tattoo. Actually, with Jana and I, he came out to L.A. last year when he was 18. He already got a second one. And even the part of me, like, because we're so far apart, I, I feel like another parent almost at the same time. I kind of want to be like, hey, man, like, why don't you slow it down a little bit? <laughs> like, you're still young, you know, but here I am with all tatted up. and He has a sleeve. Yeah, there's not much I can really say. So, back. <laughs> but I'm already anticipating that, that, you know, interaction with my children. Where it's just like, I can't really say anything, but I'm just going to try to at least push them along to wait later on in their life so they know for sure. My goal is to get them to 26. That's my goal. Okay, 26, but when, Mike, when did you have do your very first tattoo? How old were you? I was in college. I was probably 19. Okay, 19. That's kind of when you know your own mind, right? I mean, yeah. I don't know. Looking back, was that the right? Was it a, was it a design you still like, or was it a good decision? Yeah, there's. I don't have anything on me that I necessarily regret from that standpoint, from from the purpose or from getting them. But it's still, mm-hmm. still, you grow. You you things change in your life. So to get something that's particular for one situation, especially if it's words it's difficult mm-hmm. to turn that into something else. So it's just one of those things that reading that title of that book just kind of brought up for me where, you know, we all have, we're all going to be hypocrites at some point as parents, right? We're going to say, Hey, don't drink until you're this age. Don't try weed until you're this, age. you know, any of that stuff when really we might've done it way before that. I still don't know how to 
to frame it though. Do you, have you have you guys talked about how you're going to when they get older, how you're going to do something like drinking? Because again, my daughter is going to be 11 in May, and mm. I don't know how much to share. I'm I'm now at that. Like I'm sure it seems so far off to the two of you, right? But like we have to get in alignment, Tom and I, about what we're going to share. And I, I just don't know. That's and also, Jenna, you never had any drinks or drugs or any. You were like totally clean in high school, right? But I, yes, the only th- reason is I truly believe is because my parents, because, well, my mom. My mom was like, you want a wine cooler? And when I'm 15. And I was like, sure. Like, I'll have a sip of mm-hmm. it. So I didn't feel like I had to mm-hmm. hide it. You know, and when I'm at my friend's house or my friends came over, it was a key basket. And hey, if you're going to drink, you're going to do it here and you're not leaving and everyone's staying. And at that time, there wasn't any Ubers or whatever. So everyone stayed at the house, but no one was getting drunk because it was just it was so cool. My mom let us have a wine cooler. So for me, in my opinion, it's, you know, (laughs) I don't want them to fear it because then they're going to hide it. I want Mm -hmm. them I want Mm -hmm. them to be able to be like, hey, if you're going to have a sip, you know, do it with me and you can try it. But after that, like, I'm not your buddy, buddy. Like, we're not going to sit here and have a drink. You're not going to finish it. I'll give you a sip of it if you want to taste it. But you have to be responsible about it, too. And so we'll never we will never be that house where, oh, we can go over to the Cawson's house. And no. when we're 16 and we can all drink there because the parents don't care. That ain't ever happening. No, no, here. No, 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 no. But I just I still, yeah. I, you know, if, if she wants to try a sip, I'm going to let her have a sip. And then I'm going to educate her like, hey. You know, I, I don't, you know, she's definitely not going to have a glass of wine, you know, at the house. But at the same time, if she's in, a senior in high school, like, I'm going to let her have a glass of wine with me when she's a senior. Because I know they're all probably getting, they're 18 years old. I know it's not legal, but at the same time, I'm like. But I didn't really drink in high school. You I mean, didn't. I didn't either. But, I, you know, if they're going to, my mom, like, I had I had a margarita with my mom when I was a senior year, when it was senior, like, my graduation party. I had a margarita. Mm-hmm. Scandal. Scandalous, but my thing is like the vaping and stuff. But I don't know what the kids are going to get into in ten years. I don't know what's going to be but worse you know now. But right now, drugs are a really big issue in in middle school. Which I'm like, middle school. I'm like, what? Ugh. That's going to be really hard because I'm just like, don't touch it, don't do it, don't you know? That's not. Oh, it's not good. I mean, either is drinking, but yeah, you know. in that case, do you think you would be so drinking? You're right. It's so prevalent. It's in so many different, it's all over the place, you know, with everyone. So you feel like to remove the taboo and make it not some secretive, alluring thing. I would want to say, yeah, I would, I, I think what I would want to say, and again, I have 10 years to, or 15, uh, 11, 12 years sure. to figure this out until she gets to that 15, 20, 16 range. But I'll be like, you know, I, I would ask that you don't drink um, when mm-hmm. you're at a friend's party. If people are drinking, mm-hmm. I would ask that you call me. Um because I'd love to, you know, know. And also if you want me to come pick you up because you feel uncomfortable. And if you're wanting to try a glass of wine, I'll give you one sip and you're probably going to hate the taste of it. But because I remember at 16, I didn't like I didn't like the taste of it when my mom gave it to me. But I'm not going to I'm not going to I'm going to tell her like you're not going to get in trouble. I want you to call me if mm-hmm. the parties and they're drinking. But just know that, you know. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I'm, I keep being a hypocrite. I have no idea. Let's just be honest. I have no clue what I'm going to do. But I just don't want her to be scared of it. I you, just, you let us I'm know, just, Jancy, because you're going to cross that bridge way yeah. before we do. So you tell us what and to do And honestly, here. I just don't want – I just yeah. what I don't want to say is don't ever touch that. Don't. But again, I, with drugs, I'm going to say that. Don't ever touch that. 
So that's why I feel like I'm being a hypocrite because I'm like, I'm going to say don't ever touch drugs. And then they're going to be like terrified of it, which is good. But then is, isn't that the same thing with alcohol? I don't know. Jancy. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what the answer said is. You didn't drink in high school really either, right? Is it because you were, uh, you know, an athlete and it or just didn't interest you? Or I just always want the secrets of everybody that didn't really do it too much. Both. It was, well, it was a tri- It was a triple threat. It was. I just wasn't that interested. I it was because of sports, and then also my parents were kind of put the f- fear of God into me <laughs> at the same time. Mm-hmm. But having said that, my parents also understood that I was a young kid, and if the off chance I did drink, call us. We will pick you up wherever you're at. Just don't ever mm. drive home. So it's like. They said very firmly, like, you're not 21, don't drink. But at the side of their mouth, it's like, but call us call us if you need us. <laughs> you know what I mean? So huh, That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. But why weren't you interested? You said you weren't that interested. How come it didn't hold an appeal for you? Um, I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know. I think it oh. was just, you see some people who act that way, and I just wasn't about that. I've always been more of a kind of calm cool collected type of person um mm-hmm. so yeah i just i don't know just never really did don't really. but let us know when you figure out jancy um seriously we okay. appreciate you so much you've got some amazing books out there where can our listeners um find you um it, my my website is just jancydunn.net somebody's uh parked on calm so i have net jancydunn.net <laughs> and you know i'm on instagram and so on and so forth Okay, well, you're the best, um, and everyone go get How to Not Hate Your Husband After Kids. Amazing title, amazing book. Um, appreciate it so much, Jancy. Thanks, Jancy. Thanks for having me. Bye. Thank Alrighty. you. Bye. Bye. Hey there. Did you know that May is Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is celebrating by highlighting some cool AAPI-owned brands like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Maeve. I mean, I love that a big brand like Macy's is supporting Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. It's important. But you know what? The best reason to check out these brands is that they're just really awesome. Seriously, you need to check them out. And you know what else? You have a great opportunity to open up access to college for AAPI students and help them succeed by donating to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. You can donate online or just round up your purchase at Macy's when you check out. So do what you can to help. Join Macy's and round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA scholars. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. So I've recently got some boots in the mail that I had to try because I'm a boot girl. I love boots, but wow, I'm never going back to Kova's you guys. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots and to Kova's is your stop before attending your next concert. Tacovas has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. 
All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, their direct-to-consumer pricing keeps value on your feet and money in your pocket. Stop by our local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores have leather and custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's Tacovas, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and find your new favorite pair of boots. You wake up with a sore throat and a low-grade fever. You know you're getting sick. Your choices are, well, get sicker and miss work, hope to see a doctor this week, or sit hours in a crowded urgent care waiting room. Nope, not me. I have a smarter option. Because listen, as a mom, we cannot afford to get sick. So therefore, moms, I got something for you. My medical emergency kit. When you get your own medical emergency kit, you just match your symptoms to the doctor-recommended prescription in your kit. No waiting to see the doctor. You get well faster. This is not a first aid kit. It's like having an urgent care in your home. It includes doctor-prescribed meds to treat over 39 medical issues like COVID, strep throat, pneumonia, all kinds of infections, including UTIs and many more. Plus a doctor's guide so you'll know exactly which med to take and how. As a working mom of three, like I said, I cannot afford to get sick and I definitely don't have hours to spend in the urgent care waiting room. My medical emergency kit brings me peace of mind. It makes me feel so much better knowing I can be prepared for whatever might come up. And also with a young little baby, I gotta stay healthy. I recently used the anti-nausea medication included in the kit. I was shocked by how much better I felt after taking it. The instructions in the kit are super clear and easy to understand. And I'm so glad I have my medical emergency kit on hand. Every home should have at least one medical emergency kit. Order yours online in minutes. Your kit will be rushed to your door. Get 15% off at twc.health slash Jana and use promo code Jana. That's promo code Jana at twc.health slash Jana. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job, not a website, but a person in your community that would help you for free? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to expresspros.com to find the office near you or download the Express Jobs app to get started. With a wide range of opportunities in a variety of industries, from welding to sales, forklift operator to customer service, the team at Express is ready to help you or someone you know take the next career step. Whether you're looking for a contract job for the summer or a new full-time role, turn to Express Employment. Interviewing with Express Employment professionals can be as easy as a phone call, and one application with Express puts you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Don't go in your job search alone. Visit expresspros.com today. Man, she was like. I love that she loved the podcast. Yeah, I was just going to say, she was actually a fan. That was awesome. (laughs) She's actually a fan. You know, I love during that whole conversation how she made the point to be like, well, I didn't want to title the book like how to love your husband after kids because that's boring. (laughs) I was like, yes, very good good point. You're right. No one would buy that. It's true, though. The title, like you really has to like really grab you, you know, because I probably wouldn't have bought that either. But how not to hate your husband after kids. Perfect. Tell me everything. Yeah. (laughs) No, that was a lot of fun. I think there's a lot of good stuff in that book and. 
you know, looking forward to reading it and hopefully others do too. Oh, yes, I agree. We should read it together. (laughs) (laughs) It is tough as a husband after kids, you do kind of feel in the way a lot of the time. You feel like you're like, I don't feel like I I want to be helping, but I don't feel like I'm helping. I feel like I'm just causing problems. Question though for you, because this kind of came up during a tour, the tour of this past weekend, one of the couples that came on stage was like, are you asking for help though? Are you, I mean, are you asking to help or no? Am I asking to help or am I just trying to help? Is yes. that the difference? Uh-huh. Yeah, probably a little of both, but asking is probably going smoother, especially if I'm there on a weekday morning. Oh man, because they've got it down. They've got a science and dad's around. So they, mm. it's like kids get into weekend mode because dad's here. And so yeah. they're slower going around and I'm in the way in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. So I just got to, it's really, that's what is really ugly. Yeah. But yes, I should ask more rather than just try yes. because you don't know what is needed. Yes. I can concur to that. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Yep. Good note. I think, Thank I you. Think that's an, I think that's a solid note that I also learned because this one guy that came on stage, he, you know, he would go to work, but then he'd come home and cut the grass. Now, in his mind, he's thinking, well, I'm cutting the grass, so I'm helping her out by cutting the grass. But maybe that's not what she really needs in that moment. Maybe she needs help because she's been home all day with the kids or like right. needs a second to pee by herself. So instead of going straight out to the grass, maybe he could come in and say, hey, how can I help you? I know you've had the kids all day. I want to go cut the grass, but do you need a few minutes or can I help you do this? I don't know. I think that just goes a long way. We've gotten better at that. <laughs> yeah, we didn't this morning, but. <laughs> no, we didn't. But everyone's. Tell me more. Mark, get that. <laughs> I just got out my smart food white cheddar popcorn. I'm ready to hear this. Tell me more. Yeah. <laughs> Easton's rubbing his hands. <laughs> yeah um no we didn't handle it as no, well this morning i don't know if we we no don't <laughs> jana ray i could have said things differently but i did not i did not raise my voice and get on my high horse i tried to do the safe talk process men but we you typi- got defensive we typically accelerate things can accelerate things because of our defensiveness or tempers or whatever. And so, yes, I could have handled myself in a calmer manner. Mm-hmm. And I'm still trying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I also <laughs> felt like you were being passive. So here's the deal. So I already answered a question. I can. I say. <laughs> okay. So let me just lay out the scene for you. and we can get perspective and it's fine either way so last night when we were going to bed um we were kind of planning out the day and jace has um my gym at nine in the morning and jolie usually goes to school around 8 30 yeah between 8 and 8 30 i drop her off at 8 he's usually around 8 30 and so I was like, okay, well, um, you know, I'll just get the kids uh, or I'll take Julie to school in the morning and then I'll go to my gym with, with Jace. And that was just kind of like, okay, not a real big discussion, but just I did say that. So in the morning um, when I got up, I was just like, Jolie, I was like, hey, Jolie, who do you, or, or no, I said, I didn't say, I didn't ask her. I was like, hey, daddy's going to take you to school and mommy's going to pick you up. And then, and then he says, and I was oh, like, uh, I, actually, Jolie, mommy's going to take you to school and daddy's going to pick you up. And so, the, but, and the, yeah, because, um, that's what mommy said last night. And then I said, do you mind taking her 
that I can just take Jace to um, to my gym. And he was like, and it, how I received it was, <laughs> he was like, yeah, that's fine. But like his response kind of made it seem like it wasn't fine. <laughs> so I already know how to, I'm asterisking that because there's something that I know I could have done better. Okay, so let me asterisk that, but let me just continue okay, to tell the story. we can come back to that. Yeah. So I just felt like this really weird energy. So as I'm getting, you know, Jace, his blueberries, I say to him, because I'm uncomfortable in my head, I make up that he's annoyed that I asked him to take Jolie. But in my head, I'm like, well, last week we split duties. You took Jolie and I took Jay or I took Jolie to school. You took Jace to my gym. And I and in my head, I'm like, well, he doesn't have anything going on this morning. So like we'll do the same thing we did last week. So like go team go. So I say in a very nice place, <laughs> I say, I mean, it's it's good, right? That, you know, you're you're taking Jolie to school and, and I'm taking Jace. I mean, because, you know, you don't have anything else going on today. So I just figured, you know, teamwork. Yay. And then I didn't get the response like, yay, teamwork back. So I was like, did I do something wrong to upset you? And he's like, then he got defensive and angry about, well, yeah, like, you know, why? Not originally if, in that mm, moment. It was some time You're like, you were passive. And I was like, oh, wait, how was I passive? He's like, you were passive when you made the comment about I didn't have anything to do. And I was like, oh, no. I was like, I'm sorry you took it that way. And I kept saying, I'm sorry you took it that way. I just was uncomfortable. And that's on me, I should have said. But I did end up saying, like, did I, you know, did I do something wrong to upset you? And he got really upset and he still kept calling me passive. And in my mind, I'm like, there is a difference between passive. And that was just, I was just, and then I did the whole safe talk thing that our therapist tells us to do. I said, I'm so sorry you felt like I was being passive. The story I made up in my head was that you didn't want to take Jolie. So my uncomfortabilityness made me want to be like, well, I mean, you're not doing anything. So it's all good, right? Like teamwork. And then when you said no, I, then I asked you, is everything okay? And then clearly it wasn't okay because you responded with like being angry. And then it got even worse because he kept going. And I'm like, Michael, I like, again, I, I'm not saying I wasn't trying to be pa- I'm just blah, 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 blah. Well, you said that you were going to take her in the morning. I'm like, again, I'm so sorry. And he just like kept going. And this is where sometimes I just want to like ring, like ring your neck. But then I was like, you know what? Never mind. I'll take Jolie. It's fine. I have time. And then he picks up Jolie and he goes, no, Jolie, no. Jolie, mommy can't take you because she can't do, uh, what did you say? It was kind of crappy. I'll let you say that one. No, Jolie, mommy can't take you because. Because daddy wants you. And oh my God. That's not what you said. You said no, Jolie, because mommy can't like do, you know, two things at once or something like that. Like mommy can't handle taking both of you. And it was a, a total jab and it was just It like, was a jab and that was wrong with me. We- I was really frustrated um and it just yes i I could have had better control on my part i for me like i understand i hear you when you say the story i made of my head and i I can understand your logic behind it it's just in that moment as soon as you after i'd already agreed like yeah i'll take jolie like it's not a big deal and then you had to make another comment you know five ten minutes later about well, it's okay that you take your right because you don't have anything going on. It just felt passive. Like you were just trying to like justify me taking her when I'd already said, yeah, I'll take her. And then it was just like, why is she ma- taking a jab? It felt like a jab because I was like, why else would she be clarifying this? 
Why else would you feel the need to say something other than to be passive? Hmm. Well, I get it. I'm sorry you took it that way. I really just was uncomfortable. So what, what was the, in, the, the, you felt insulted by you've got nothing going on today? I felt, that, that's it's no, it's, jab. it's more of just like, well, that's what you got angry at. You're like, yeah, what but if I did want to do something in the morning, work out it was, whatever. It was more about the fact that that felt so passive because I already agreed. Like, yeah, I'll take her. And then it's like to make a comment that felt passive, especially when you say something like, well, it's not like you have anything going on this morning. I didn't say that like that. But that's how I receive it when you talk about nothing going on. So to yeah, answer your question, that. yes, then that. it was what you just asked, Mark. That the, yeah, and what? I get that. I, I think that like, I, and I, I think I'm guilty of this too sometimes where my wife would say something like that that is totally innocuous, but I take it as a slight. And also I take it as... It, it, in my mind, if I have nothing going on that day, I'm scheduling things in my head. Okay, today I can do this, I can yeah. do this, I can do this. So that when my wife says, oh, you've got nothing going on today, I'm like, is my stuff not important? Even right. though she doesn't know any of that stuff that's in my head, you know? So like, I, I do, I get my dander up too. I get that. I see where, where that's coming from. Right. And, and I'm not saying either of you is at fault in any way. I totally just, I, could, I would have also taken that the same way, even though, Jana, I know you didn't mean anything by that. Yeah, I truly didn't because I'm like, I know when I'm being passive, but I'm like, I can't, I, I can keep saying I'm sorry that you felt like I was being passive. I just felt uncomfortable. And then I was just like trying to be like, we're teamwork. We got this together. And then when I still didn't feel that same excitement, <laughs> I was just like, what did I do wrong? And then when I asked you what I did wrong, it was just like a war. And then I was like, wait, why couldn't we communicate from a better place? And I continued to communicate from a good place, but you were so, that's what's like frustrating for me because I'm like. Why, why does it have to go? Because I feel like lately it's been kind of like you're not communicating from a good place when we get to that part. And I have to be the one to like control my anger. But yet you've been able to have your anger the past few times. And it's frustrating. I hear you. Mark is like laughing right now. <laughs> <laughs> that was a very... Very pregnant pause. It was a pregnant there. pause. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't really have an explanation for it. It's, I mean, people, you know, you go in waves emotionally about things. Sometimes you handle things better than others, but yeah, I just, it's just practice. I got to get better at consistently, you know, talking from a better place. Uh-huh. What? I just, it's just frustrating because we've, you know, went to that couples intensive and every instance since then that has, you've had an, uh, a chance to, you haven't when we've gotten into that heated argument. Like you've gotten super defensive. So it's just, it's just, it's honestly like just being super honest. It's starting to like really frustrate me because it's like in my mind, I'm just like, well, this is so unfair. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I'm like keeping my, you know, doing what they're telling me to do. And then I keep wanting you to meet me halfway and do the same thing back. I was frustrated too, you know? And so I just, it's just been the past few times that we've gotten to arguments. You haven't met me there. And that's, that's just, I'm getting frustrated. For sure. Do you have any methods, Mike, for like, for that sort of thing? Cause I've found myself I've had to really focus because I will lose my temper with the kids and I really, really, really wanted to stop doing that. Even though one of the kids really seems to um, 
have that be her goal sometimes <laughs> is for me to lose my temper. So I really, really try. One thing I did is I put a note in my, and I'm not recommending this, everybody's different, but I put a note in my phone. Is it November 6th? Because I lost it on November 6th. Mm-hmm. And, I, and so now whenever I feel it starting to rage up inside of me, I think November 6th, I got to keep that as the date. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I don't want to start that timer over again. I've made it this far. Right. And then I just breathe and I just try not to give a crap, which is not easy to do when you're feeling disrespected, when you feel like a terrible parent, when you feel like your kids are just out of control. It's really hard to keep that. But I really try to focus on November 6th, which, by the way, is now February 27th because I had to restart the timer. (laughs) Right. I love that, though. I think that's such but a I good way to, to keep try that to timer. be accountable. And I try to keep my mantra in my head is DGAF. That's my mantra in my head. I keep saying DGAF, 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 which stands for don't give a F. And I really try to focus on that. That's good. I've, for me, it's similar in the sense of just I have to get out of the conversation on the earlier end than on the later. So I think like today, you know, yeah, her initially asking me kind of caught me off guard because kind of like you, Mark, I'm in my head, I'm like, okay, I'm I'm getting up early. I'm going to get the kids in the morning. You know, I told Jan I'll get Jace. Okay, but she said she's taking them to school in my gym. So in my head, it's like, all right, once 8.30 hits, like I'm good. I can, you know, my work out. I'm going to start laundry. We were just on the road for four days. Like I started in my head just planning things I'm probably going to do at this time. And then so, yeah, my hesitation when she first asked me is just like, yeah, okay, sure. It's not what you said, but yeah, no problem. And then the when she said the thing around, you know, it's not like you had anything else going on. And then the third thing of... I like that, though. It, do, it doesn't matter. Okay. And then the third thing of, like, what's wrong? Are you mad at me? It's like, I didn't say anything at those previous moments, even though maybe the very, from the very first time she asked me, I had like a, a small inclination, inclination of a feeling. I was just like, mm-hmm. okay, Which I don't, I felt that. Okay. I don't need to say anything about this right now. Let me just like sit on this and swallow. I'm good. It's just for those reasons. And then when the next thing came up that felt passive, I had some more and I reacted a little bit, but I didn't really react, react yet. And then finally it's like, she doesn't let it go, then has to say, well, what's wrong with you? Like, did I do something? Then I'm like, what? I'm trying to not react to any of this and come back to you in my head. I'm like, I'll come back to you later on. But then right, it just, right. she always, it, it seemed like she just had something else to like pull at to be like, tell me what's going on. Tell me. And I wasn't ready yet, but I also wasn't mm-hmm. ready to say, look, I'm having these feelings. I'd really like to come to you later. I, I was just like receiving them. And letting them be at that moment. And then I just kind of, once another thing was said or put, or tugged at, I was just like, <laughs> then I got defensive. That's interesting. I think that's interesting for anybody in a relationship. If you're getting that energy from your partner, what's the right thing to do? Is it to pursue it and say, what's wrong? Let's talk this out. Or is it to wait it out because it's probably stupid and it'll go away in an hour? And I'm not sure what the right answer is there. Well, because even Jan will get on me because she'll be like, Mike, just stop. Because I'll keep going. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I said, like, stop, like, 10 times. And so that's how I felt beforehand. Well, then just tell me to stop. Right. But that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure it out. It's not even, it's not during. It's like, I, when you're when you're asking what's wrong or whatever, I don't want to, like, be like, Jana, just stop. And you're like, wait, I'm just asking you questions. Like, what? 
But you don't have the like, capacity to say like, I don't have, I have a feeling, I just let me work through it? I'm getting there. Okay. It's just hard when it's like, and I think markets, it depends on the relationship, really. I think, sure. you, you know, some people or want- Or the time, like a day. Or the timing. If you're being crap, you know, like it's just the sensitivity that day, maybe. Right. Because there have been times that you said something, I think you've read my energy and you haven't done anything and I've come to you. Yeah, or the or, you know, or in the bar, you were. I was like, hey, his energy's his, and then I walked away because right. I'm like, I didn't care, but I felt like I hurt him in somehow. So mm-hmm. that's why I w- kept kind of going, like, is, is, is we cool, like teamwork, we good, everything all right, like, and so because I didn't want to feel like that I like upset him or hurt him or you know, or that he was mad at me because I asked him to take Jolie instead. Right. Interesting. So it's just one of those things I think. For, at least for our relationship to keep in, in mind where it's, you know, you start to learn your partner enough to kind of, you feel their, their energy. If you start to pull on that string too much, it, you'll cause a bigger issue than there actually is. I mean, right. I think next time, you know, obviously the most ideal thing I could have done is, Hey, I know you, I know I said last night that I would take Jolie, but do you mind taking in, you know, I said that, but not in that long form. I said it like, hey, do you mind taking Jolie? But I think if I acknowledge mm-hmm. like, hey, I said this, but do you mind? Like, did you have anything else planned? Like to be right. conscious of what he said. And so if in a perfect world, I could have said that, but I still don't think it needed the, like I didn't no. deserve the like. No, and in a perfect world, I could have said, hey, uh, I'm having these feelings come up after you asking me to take Jolie you know, it's not really anything, which also in this moment though, I'll be fearful of because I feel like that would validate your fear of you bothering me with asking me to take Jolie, which you know, I never care. That's the thing. I I never care. We split those duties. Yeah. I never care if I have both kids. I never care if I have one kid. I never have like, I never complain about that. I think you can even back me up on that. Mm -hmm. I never complain about having the kids, one, both, whatever. I just do it. So I think, you know, it would have been hard in this moment to in this morning to navigate it a little bit better, but it's a learning thing, and it's one of those things. It's like, all right, this happened. Ultimately, I am sorry for escalating it more than it had to be, for sure. But, uh, I mean, that's part of our work and my work. Mm-hmm. Boom. Boom. <laughs> just wind down. <laughs> well this is this is this i think this is good i think that i need a minute might be something in the future although i'm, I'm not sure sometimes you say i need a minute that just creates more questions yeah <laughs> but um but that might be something to try i think i might try it myself i do that i, I need a minute i know that i'm a i'm a very cool calm collected guy but uh, yes, I, you can are. Lose, I, I can lose my temper. <laughs> uh there, no there's 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 times where uh, my wife will ask me to do, uh, you know, I was thinking about the, like, if you had nothing going on today, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, something my wife will do sometimes is she'll be like, hey, could you, uh, would you mind taking out the garbage? And I say yes. And then she goes, so that our house doesn't just fill up with garbage and become a, com- a complete garbage dump. Like, <laughs> as if that's, and then I, I interpret that as you're a, you're a filthy animal person Lazy, filthy. that right. doesn't yeah. know how to do anything unless I tell you to, but th- she was just, I mean, you know, she just says that stuff and, um, I try not to react, but sometimes I, I have to go, 
Uh, I've, I've been awake for many hours. I'm very tired. I might not react the way a normal human should. So <laughs> uh, I'm going to take a minute on this and take out the garbage and everything will be fine. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and yeah, everything, everything's good. My wife is very happy at home. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can just tell her next time, Allison, you're really ruining my plans of creating this place yeah. as a dump. And now this is messing it all up. So thanks. I have design plans for this house too. It gets shot down all the time. Yeah, Trash everywhere. Sorry. That's an investment. That garbage can. Oh, tip of the day. Take a minute. Love it. Take a minute. Guys. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if I'm going to be on the next episode, but either way, Mike has a very special guest. I do. Um, I'm going to hopefully be in it, but I'll be be, be filming. (laughs) So it'll be a dad day. Uh, wow, because we had mom yeah, January. And it'll be. So now we have a dad day in March. Dad and day in <laughs> March. Dad day. You get a day. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> sounds about right. But hopefully I'll be able to to like say something. I think. Oh, we're, and we're taking our gear with us. So maybe we can just do a little pre interview. You can with me if you want. I mean, yeah. if you want to put me in. Dad you know, day. it's just like women get nine months, you know, to do their thing. And dads, if we get sick, we get like two hours. Oh, uh, don't want to hear better. it. Don't want to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't talk about it. All right. Love you guys. See you soon. Later. Hey there, mamas. Everyone knows how it goes. You're giving it your all to breastfeed or pump for your little one. But there are times when you might need a little extra help. That's where traditional medicinals mother's milk comes in. Mother's milk is an organic herbal tea blend designed to support healthy lactation for breastfeeding and pumping moms. Plus it's caffeine free. Learn more about Mother's Milk at traditionalmedicinals.com forward slash Mother's Milk. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This project is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You know, I don't even know where to start with this because it's the comfort, it's the style, it's the whole look. That's what I love about my Tacovas. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots and Tacovas is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Shop by your local Tacova's store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, just visit Tacova's.com. That's Tacova's, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. You know that feeling when you walk into your home? Take a deep breath. And feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.